0: Listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with Jared McKenzie and Melanie Wells. All right, so uh, we uh, we have talked a little bit about uh, business owners and how to save some money. Let's answer some questions. But before we get it get to that, uh, we'd love to hear from you and your financial questions, and we'd love to answer them on the air. In order to do that, you can call our question hotline 1-855-429-9166. The way it works. You call in, you get a recording, you leave your recording, including the question that you have for us to answer. Uh, we play it on the air and then answer right behind it. So if you've got a question, you don't want to talk to a human, there you go. If you prefer to talk to a human, you can call our um, call our office number, 770-429-9166, uh, ask for the radio producer, uh, radio show producer. Uh, you can uh, speak to them and tell them what you're issue is, and uh, we'll make sure to get that question on the line. If you just really don't like to talk to a machine or people, the total introvert, you can go email us, drgenehensler.com, that's spelled D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. com, um, and then if you just are absolutely not going to want to connect with anybody, just go to our website, hensler.com, and uh, we have pre-prepared Answers topics uh that are somewhat broad, so if it's not a real specific thing and you don't need to have the interaction of human beings, uh, you can go to Hensler.com mm-hmm. and get your answers that are ready right now
1: and more and more these days you can find us on uh, YouTube a lot of good content there that is uh yeah coming quite popular there's good good questions people have asked that we've answered and so
0: social media yeah you can yeah. find us you put in Hensler and uh, you can find us on. All manner of uh, social media, LinkedIn. I know uh, maybe even Instagram. Um, Facebook. You can yeah, you can see some of the things that we get involved in that are fun. I won't say they're more fun than finance to me, but I'm a finance geek, <laughs> so uh,
2: you know it's. We love finance.
0: We really do, or we wouldn't be here. So uh, got a question here from Jay from Canton it says so. This past Christmas, the go-to gift for us was the robot vacuums. Uh, we bought Roombas for my sister, my parents, my in-laws, and my wife's aunt. How does iRobot hold up as a stock? Now, I like the way you think. I mean, you like the product. You're going to go out and see, you know, is this a good investment? And quite often it doesn't turn out that way. I, you know, I don't have an iRobot. I know. Uh, what? Yeah.
2: It's life-changing.
0: Uh, well, it would be for me. Troy,
1: Um you're missing out, man. Actually, well, I've got wood floors mostly.
0: I mean, oh, yeah, we, do. we
2: do too. Hey, that's wow. they work even better. They'll go over the rugs. Mm-hmm. Wow,
1: I find that there's less. Uh, All of a
0: sudden, I feel left behind.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get one.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, it doesn't get everything, but it gets enough to keep it. You know, Especially
2: you can walk with around pets. without socks.
0: You know, I right. never right. considered so myself a technophobe, but you know, I, I'm definitely not the early adopter. But you guys are just. I mean, I don't have an Alexa. I don't have a iRobot. I, I do have a remote control on my television because when I was a kid, I was the remote control. I had two big brothers. I yep, was technology of the day. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I cured that at my house. I even have one of those you can talk into, and the voice. Wow. I See, I don't have
2: one of those, but yeah. I got a. Wow. I got somebody
1: beat. Not as technophobe as you thought.
0: I, I really, I'm not a phobe. I mean, I'm not afraid of it. I just don't. I'm, I'm like, what's the big deal?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, the the big benefit of that is that you probably pay a lot less than most people for those things because the prices come down after a while. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Which. Yeah, that you, was the plan. If you ever get to iRobot, you're gonna you're gonna be glad you waited because they are not cheap, but well worth the splurge. So. Yeah.
0: Well, and that really ties into what I'm talking about here. So uh, five-year earnings growth 23.8% in iRobot. Uh, Ticker symbol IRBT, Uh, you look at forward long-term growth, 20% is what's expected from the analysts. Um, There are – the the issue is it's such a popular product that it's starting to get lots of competition. And um, some of the competition has uh, Wi-Fi-enabled apps so you can control it remotely from Mm. anywhere you are. Uh, you can you can hit the button, say, you know, your friend calls and says, I'm going to pop by for whatever, and you're not at the house, and you want to clean up a little bit, you hit the button, and, and you can mm-hmm. make it go. Some of the knocks, though, if you go and read um, the reviews on the machines, is the Wi-Fi connections a little bit wonky uh, based on what I've read. Um, but, uh, you know, again, it just seems like, uh, the price point is pretty significantly high for the iRobot. It is kind of the first to the market, and, and it uh, seems to still be the one that most people look at. But for those that are cheap and maybe like me, mm-hmm. um, I would probably find the one that was the absolute cheapest. And it, I would buy it in a flash. My My kids have two... Dachshunds, miniature oh, Dachshunds, yeah. and mm. if it would vacuum up one of the Dachshunds, I would—either I, one of the Dachshunds—I <laughs> would probably buy the thing in a flash and never look back. I mean, it'd be worth every dime I spend.
2: <laughs> it does do a pretty good job on more. the hair. I will yeah. say. Oh yeah. I mean, ours is full every day that it runs. It's yeah. dog hair. Well, well,
0: my dogs don't shed. I guess if there is um. something good there, uh, that's, that's Well,
1: see, that's the thing. You don't think that they do, because really, what some of the stuff that ours picks up, I was, I was, I would have never thought that
2: it's amazing. That how it dirty your house yeah. is when yeah. it doesn't look dirty until mm-hmm. you really right. empty
1: that thing.
2: Yeah, Jared, mm-hmm. I
0: don't know if you know it, but you're bald. Maybe it's you <laughs> shedding.
1: No, no, uh, that's no? that's how I know it's not because it I shave this.
0: Oh, really? So you take care of it before the single hair falls out. I don't
1: think You'd probably prefer me to be bald. I don't know. I I've could grow it pictures. out. I'd grow it out, but you know.
0: I, you had like a frat boy haircut in one of the pictures that I saw. Yeah,
1: I it mean, might
0: have been a high school pic or something. I don't was, don't there let there Jared kid time. you, Melanie. He has got <laughs> he's got a lot more hair than he wants to let on. He just shaves uh, it off because he do. likes he likes the Kojak look, but he never has a lollipop.
1: Well, you know, uh, I don't want to get in too far away from Jay's question, but no, I, got,
0: I, I think we just did. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, we were talking about the iRobot. <laughs> yeah,
1: and then now we're on Jared's hair. But <laughs> I, I will say, you know, look, the, the iRobot. You're right. I think the price point is their biggest struggle because at some point, as more competition comes out, they are going to find themselves uh, struggling. I think to compete, unless you know, yeah. uh, they're not exactly uh, alone in this space anymore.
0: Yeah. And they've got. I mean, they've tried to expand a little. They got pool cleaners and vacuums and mops and it, you know, it's it still. Seems reminiscent of Crocs to me. I know, you know, Crocs were the craze when they first came out. Everybody mm-hmm. had a pair of Crocs. I still have a pair of Crocs. A technology I can get behind. You
1: should never admit something like that on air, Troy. Well,
0: you know, I, I waited Crocs until they came back. To... <laughs> <Did they laughs> Actually, on yeah, to that's true. Them. Yeah, I've seen so yeah. some. Yeah. But Crocs also was a listed company, a publicly traded company. And if you bought it early on, you got your teeth kicked in. It was ugly. It was. It, it really was kind of a one-trick pony, and I'm afraid, since I haven't seen much innovation outside of the vacuums with iRobot, that it could be there. I'm telling you, Jay, I would not buy iRobot. Enjoy the the robot, don't buy the stock. Not a good investment. But again, I mean, I I like your thinking because, you know, you saw something that you liked in the market. You went out and did a little work on it, Um, learned a little something, but don't buy it. All right, so uh, next up we got Howard and Sherry from Sandy Springs who ask a simple question. Should we have an annuity in our IRA? So, guys.
1: Is it simple, Troy?
0: Melanie? (laughs) It's
3: it's a simple simple question. It might
0: not be a simple answer. (laughs) Well, true. I mean, it it was only, you know, we're only talking about seven words here. That's simple to me.
1: (laughs) The answer is not so much so, I don't think.
0: Okay. So Mm -hmm. what's the deal? Usually annuities are sold quite often by the insurance companies and one of the big one of the big things they sell them on is because they're they are uh they have tax benefits.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: But in your IRA which has tax benefits too? I mean at its oh. face it seems like kind of a
1: and if you want to access those benefits, you're going to pay ordinary income when you pull them out. So, you know, the IRA is eating up your tax benefit that you would gain in the product because it's owned within a tax-deferred account, which is going to cause you to incur ordinary income when you pull it out. Okay. It just dilutes it all. So the basic answer is probably no,
0: but there might be a reason why you might want to do it.
1: always an exception to the rule. Okay. okay. Don't tell my kids that, though.
0: Yeah. Well, it depends on whose rules they are.
1: <laughs> yes, that's true.
0: Really, it doesn't make a lot of sense from a tax perspective. Uh, there might be some reason why you wanted to do it. If if that's where all your money is, and it looks as if your money is about to run out, um, maybe maybe a, a life annuity that continues to pay as long as you're living, Uh it does do away with the potential if you had money left over in the in the uh, lifetime annuity. Mm-hmm. If there were value, it actually goes to zero upon your death. Right. Um, so you know, if if your back's against the wall like that, maybe it makes sense.
1: Yeah, because there, there is a product called a qualifying longevity annuity, which uh, under certain conditions, if certain circumstances are met, let's say you have a really big IRA account balance, and as a result, you're going to have a very large required minimum distribution each year, uh, assuming you're over age 70 and a half. Well, that qualifying longevity annuity might enable you to reduce what that minimum requirement is, because that takes it out of the calculation up to a certain point. And so from that perspective, you know, uh, if, if you're one of those few people that have so much money in the IRA and, and don't need all of that minimum requirement uh, that you have to take each year, this may prevent you from having to take such a large distribution uh, that's taxed at ordinary income rates. Uh, In in an instance like that, I would certainly say an annuity is is worth considering. But in most other cases, whatever you're trying to accomplish by purchasing the annuity product, you could probably find someone to help you, uh, an advisor, expert, professional, like like we we are here at Hensler, Hensler. can help you do that in a much cheaper way. In fact, yeah. the way we manage money is essentially doing what a lot of annuities do, but because we are doing that management as opposed to the actuaries within the insurance company that, that you bought the product from, yeah. uh, we can do it for much cheaper. You're, you're paying a premium to have it all you know, packaged up nicely in this product, and that's the way it is with most things in our economy.
0: Right. And yeah. and what's sad is you're paying that premium to have the package, but in reality you're paying a premium for a product that has no liquidity. You... you can't sell it without uh, significant fees. Um, and why wouldn't you then just look at the bonds that the company issues that both have the same backing, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, full faith and credit of the company. Um, if the company went bust, your annuities got issues as well as the bond that you might've bought. But the difference is the corporate bond issued by the same insurance company is going to have the same financial rating and, and, have liquidity. You could sell it if you needed to, and you know, you're know you not going to get penalized. Yep, so you can't fee.
1: tell somebody that that's guaranteed.
0: N- neither neither of them are guaranteed. It's guaranteed by the full faith and credit of the company. Now, they'll tell you that the
1: annuity is guaranteed. That's what I'm saying. We can't say something's guaranteed by no, law, but no. that many many people are sold those things because of the guarantee is peace of mind that's what they're selling them they use scare tactics to do it yeah. and that's what they're buying is the guarantee it doesn't matter that right. this makes more sense or we can be, we can do it cheaper yeah they want the peace of mind and that guarantee and it's just it's the, the, not you know
0: right but again. you and I realize that the guarantee that they're talking about still is the backed by what oh sure the company yeah, and same as the bond, and you're right. Well, that's
1: why if you are going to consider one of these, you need to make sure that the company that you buy it from, the insurance carrier, is a very reputable, very highly rated, very safe company. Because you're right, it means nothing if they can't pay their obligation to you, which is outlined in that annuity contract. Uh, so that's very important. And well, right. th-
0: and think about this. There, it, usually, this this logic seems backwards. Right now, most corporate bonds are paying significantly less than the annuity is going to guarantee you for. How is that long-term sustainable? Uh, there can only be one way. Fees that are tied up in that annuity actually make it more profitable to them mm-hmm.
1: well, than... These are not nonprofit corporations offering yeah. these things, right? I right. mean, they're they're offering you what they're offering you because they think they can do better, and they can because they have the flexibility that they're taking from you by giving, putting you in this product.
0: So, Jarrett, if I went out and borrowed money at 2.5%, like you can probably do, eh, corporates are probably around three and a 4% at this point, I'm going to borrow money and pay 4%, and then I'm going to guarantee you 5%. So I just lost 1%,
1: right? Technically.
0: How d- Does it make logical sense? Basically, like I said, mm-hmm. the fees make up the difference and then some.
1: Yep. So
0: there's there's no way around that. All right, so we're not huge fans of annuities, and especially not in an IRA. Okay, let's move on. Wade and Tracy say, how much money do we really need to put down on a home? Melanie, (laughs) surely we can answer this question without a bunch of "Eh, maybes, ifs, nots, what? This
2: one's a little more straightforward.
0: Okay, a little more.
2: Yeah. So generally speaking, we'll tell you twenty percent to avoid the PMI, the private mortgage insurance. Yeah. So, and that's
0: usually a bank thing they like to see you get twenty right, percent down. They yep. wanna
2: know that you're, you know, a good borrower. Right. So if you can't put that down, they're worried about your, you know, paying abilities. Mm-hmm, sure. So they're gonna charge you insurance for that. Right. Sort of a guarantee back to them that you're gonna, you know. Yeah, you've got
0: a third party to insuring that you're gonna pay.
2: Right, right. Um but that said there's other options out there too. You don't have to put down that 20%. There's other loans. There's the Federal Housing Administration FHA loans that you can get. Um you can get a VA loan if you're um a qualified veteran and surviving spouses.
0: And in the house there are some uh, there's a lot more hoops to jump through to get those types of loans, right? Right. There's, be, there's
2: other qualifications that you have to um, an you know, inspection meet. that's got right. going right. over but in those situations, you don't necessarily need the full 20% right. to put down. Um, or there's other options, too, of not putting down that full 20% if you still have the funds and potentially investing some of the difference into something else. I know that Jarrett just did something recently like this on his home.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you if you do have some funds, which for us was from a previous home sale, I mean, we we found ourselves in a position where we were going to have some left over, and instead of putting it all into... You know, that twenty percent and avoiding the PMI, we put it into the house uh through renovations of the kitchen and whatnot, and then uh you know, had it reappraised after all that was done and the value went up enough that we avoided PMI anyways and still put the money into the house, but it was, you know, in a way that uh gave us a better house. So, you know, yeah, to your point, there are there are lots of alternatives uh to putting down the twenty percent. If if your goal is to minimize your mortgage payment, the more you put down the more, uh, you know, the lower you're going to be able to make that. But it's not always the best thing to do. Um, but, you know, never a bad thing to to pay down the mortgage uh, a little bit more, I would say. But, you know, as far as putting it down, it's going to be very circumstantial uh, to what, what is a you know a good fit for you. And to your point, Melanie, I think the, the different loans uh, can come, they can be very helpful. Some people simply don't have the 20%. And It's not a matter of do we put down the 20 and avoid PMI or not. It's well, there's no way I'd have enough to put twenty percent down, so what are my options then, and you know what can we do about it, or how would we go about getting a loan for something like that uh in that instance and so if if uh you guys needed to talk about that more, you could certainly give us a call and uh let us know you know what your situation is, and we could give you some more specific guidance but um That's,
0: that number is seven seven oh four two nine nine one six six you can ask for Melanie Wells or Jared McKenzie, either one of which could help you with this decision. I guess, guys, before we leave the topic, uh, this is one of those things that we talk about a lot, uh, debt, debt relative to, you know, would you would you be averse to pulling money out of, a, out of a retirement account to pay more on the down payment? Doesn't this get back then to how much you could make in the market relative to how much mm-hmm. you're saving in interest on the loans
1: sure so, yeah the the math is is pretty clear i mean you you probably be better off keeping it in an account that's going to grow at a rate higher than both what it's costing you for the mortgage and and even what the home would maybe appreciate but uh you know if if you're in that situation as a first time home buyer you you do have some options in pulling from retirement accounts penalty free right and that that may be a very good option
0: yeah and while it wasn't really the crux of the question it actually would be one of those things that you if you called in you know we can Ask a few questions, maybe to discover a few uh, other ins and outs that we could uh, recommend for you to uh, explore before you made a decision like this. So,
1: yeah. um, Lots to talk about on that front.
0: Yeah, no doubt. All right. Well, uh, this is the end of our show. And we always say, market up or down. Melanie, you can tell me, will the market be up or down this week? It's going
2: to be up.
1: Jared. The rate it's going, it's got to go up.
0: I'm always up. Thanks for listening. You've Listen to Money Talks. We'll be back
3: next week. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only.